Good morning, everybody. Hope you're well. It's Thursday. Happy Thursday. This is your Property News Live. Now, I'm going to shout this out straight away. For those that are listening on the podcast, we are live. We're on Facebook, so we're going to do a few shout-outs. And, of course, if you're watching on YouTube on the replay, this is what we do here. We give the shout-outs. We bring the community in before we get out there and do the news. So, first of all, folks, you know what to do. You're going to have to say hi. You're going to have to tell me where you're from. So, let's do this. Let's get straight in there from Atanas who is watching on YouTube and you've clicked share. Thank you. Good morning, Martin from Warrington and to Andrew from Lincoln. And on your own today, Andrew, most of the time you've got your family with you. Good morning to Julie. The graphics are back, looks great. Thank you. I lost them yesterday. They just disappeared. Good morning, Graham. Morning from Loughborough. Hope you are well. Good morning, Yemi. It's sunny in Romford today. To Chowdhury, good morning to you in Bristol and Zoe. Watching from Sydney, I love that. I love the fact that you're watching from Sydney. Thank you for the dedication. Adnan, good morning from East London and Mihaela. Good morning. You've clicked the share button. Fantastic. David, good morning from Harrogate. Lorraine Gallen, my wife. Hello, Lorraine. Watching from Malvern, which is just around the corner. No, she's not here. I'm in the office. Lorraine is at home. So folks, this is your Property News Live. If you are new here, please click on that subscribe or follow button and make sure that you don't miss any of the updates. Now, what we do here is just give you all the latest property-based news in the UK, um, property slash real estate, if you're watching from America. Um, and just to keep you up to date, that's all we do here. It's just good quality content. Good morning, Stuart from Westbury. And good morning to Marilise from Cambridge and to Dave from Wolves. Sasha, finally, um, last one, Sasha from Royal Tunbridge Wells in Kent. Okay, what's in the news today? Well, first of all today, the BBC have just announced that the UK's economy has bounced back from recession with record growth of 15.5% in July to September. According to the figures, the return to growth comes after a six-month slump induced by the first coronavirus lockdown. However, the expansion was not enough to reverse the damage caused by the pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. The country's economy is still 8.2% smaller than it was before the virus struck, according to the Office for National Statistics. Analysts warned that it was likely to shrink again in the final three months of the year because of the impact of the renewed lockdown in different parts of the country. A second lockdown began in England on the 5th of November and is due to finish on the 2nd of November. Today's record growth for the UK economy in the three months from July to September is obviously a warm welcome and a partial reverse from the record fall seen in the spring. And it means that lights are going back on in the economy that was switched off during the first lockdown. Now, I did a video two or three days ago called The Death of the High Street on my YouTube channel. Check it out. I just went out there, recorded it on my iPhone. Just I wanted it to be completely raw, and I wanted people to see exactly what we were seeing, the amount of shops that were shut. I don't mean closed, I mean shut down. We must have counted 40. We were only out about 20 minutes. Check, check that out, folks, on my YouTube channel. It's, it's quite... Quite depressing, really. So this comes as good news. Now, the improvement of 15.5% occurred in all sections of the economy, services, manufacturing and construction. And it is, though, catch up, not recovery. It is rebound more than it is established bounce back. And more than that, obviously, the data is a rear view mirror on the economy and it reflects a period of falling infections 
the boost to growth and to footfall from the Chancellor's eat out, help out scheme. It also shows the rate of this rebound slowing in September, even as there was a boost from the return of school pupils. Since then, there has obviously been a further, though less extensive shutdown, but both the Bank of England and the Treasury have boosted the economy. As important to the economy as the government physically shutting down swathes of society is the fact that consumers voluntarily retrench from social activity too when the virus is spreading. So in September, growth was 1.1%, marking the fifth consecutive month of expansion. However, that was weaker than the level seen in previous months. So let's see what happens with that. A little bit of good news there, I think. And that's straight in today from the BBC. Next online today, landlords could be in line for another huge tax burden. Now, this was also from the BBC News last night. They are discussing, there are rumours, it's not confirmed, that they may consider doubling capital's gain tax. Now, we knew about this about I don't know, six weeks ago. And I spoke about this about six weeks ago. But what would this do? It would stop people from selling. It would slow the market right down. It would just stop people from selling. Or, you know, more people would become incorporated to, to get away from that. So a report commissioned by the government suggests the measure on profits from the sale of second homes, the Treasury's own Office for Tax Simplification, which has prepared the report, says... £14 billion could be raised by cutting exemptions and doubling rates. In July, the Chancellor asked the OTS to carry out a review of capital gain tax to identify opportunities relating to administrative and technical issues, as well as areas where the present rules can distort behaviour or do not meet their policy intent. In particular, Sunak wanted a probe into the acquisition and disposal of property and the practical operation of principal private residence relief. Now, the OTS says the tax could be doubled, made simpler in its structure and brought roughly in line with income tax. The disparity in rates between capital gains tax and income tax can distort business and family decision making and creates an incentive for taxpayers to arrange their affairs in ways that effectively recharacterize income as capital gains tax. The OTS consultation, which received over 1,000 responses, revealed a range of areas in which capital gains tax is apparently counter intuitive and creates odd incentives. Some respondents argued that capital gains tax is a barrier to economic growth. Others, that is a barrier to a more equitable society. The government is under no obligation to implement the recommendations and a spokesman for the Treasury said the government's priority right now is supporting jobs in the economy. We thank the OTS for their independent report, which will be considered in due course. A second element to the OTS report, which will follow early next year, will explore technical and admin issues. What are your thoughts on that, folks? Is it coming? Is it coming? Lots of people still saying good morning. Andrew saying no, doubling CGT, tax on fairness, no CGT in company structure. Yep, course correction time, or is it a honey trap? 
I think most people, you know, have been advised now to go into limited companies, haven't they, because of the Clause 24, um, whether that's you, whether that's not. I mean, it doesn't doesn't affect everybody, but it's going to push more people into limited. But then you need to restructure your whole business. You need to, you know, your your business needs to buy it off your yourself. You know, it needs to be done as a proper transaction. Then you've got stamp duty to pay, and it all comes with cost, doesn't it? Unless you've got a good accountant that can advise you on how to move your property portfolio. This country is about tax, tax, tax. It is, Andrew, but they're doing their best to prop us up, aren't they? You know, well, some might argue that. I don't want to turn this into politics, but what else could the government do during the lockdown? You know, they've done the furlough scheme. They've done bounce back loans. They've done Siebel loans. They've done grants. Uh, they've done furlough scheme. They've done as much as they can possibly do. It's got to come back from somewhere. That was not a surprise. We know it's got to come back from somewhere. Lorraine's saying capital gains tax doubling will mean we all move to limited companies. Yes, absolutely agree with you, Lorraine. Not just because you're my wife. Um, Anon, do you think the lockdown will be extended after December? Well, let's look at the signs here, Anon. Um, let's look at the signs. The furlough scheme has been extended until March. Why would it be extended until March? I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. The government can do what they like and they do and they do it at the drop of a hat. So do I think it's going to be extended? I hope it isn't. I, I have my fingers crossed and I live in hope that we can all get back to normal for Christmas time, as normal as we can possibly get. So we can go and visit our families. We can go and visit our elderly parents and siblings and people that are generally going to be on their own if they're not in a support bubble. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. don't know. Paz saying raising capital gains tax will provide possibly a £14 billion income to the government, which should help pay back the money they spent during the pandemic. That's why they're going to do it. Absolutely. Andrew saying next is IHT, inheritance tax. The answer is holding company and alphabet shares. You need to take some good inheritance tax planning, folks, because everyone's situation is absolutely 100% not the same. Um, trusts, etc., very hard to put together, and you need some very specific advice for that. But yes, I agree as well. Um, can't see the high street coming back. I don't know whether the high street will come back. Have a look at my video, folks. Did you watch it? It's called Death of the High Street. It's a raw video. I shot it on my iPhone. I wanted it to look exactly the same and depict exactly what I was looking at and seeing. Have a look at it. It is the stark reality of exactly what is happening out there at the moment. Okay, next on today's news, the government has confirmed its long-standing intention to scrap Section 21 eviction powers, which currently sit with landlords, but the appropriate legislation won't be introduced until the worst of the pandemic passes. Liberal Democrat MP Sarah Olney obtained this information from Housing Minister Chris Pincher in the form of a written parliamentary question. Pincher told Olney the government is committed to abolishing Section 21 through a renters reform bill, which will enhance renters security and improve protections for tenants. Repealing Section 21 represents the largest change to renting in 30 years, and it is only right that the reforms are taken forward in a considered manner. It is important that providing tenants with greater security of tenure is balanced with an assurance that landlords are able to recover their properties when they have valid reasons to do so. This is vital to ensuring the future supply of good quality housing in the rental sector. We will bring forward the Renters Reform Bill in due course once the urgencies of responding to the pandemic have paused. Passed. 
not pause. The Renters Reform Bill was a key measure in the 2019 Conservative General Election Manifesto some 11 months ago. The pledge was for this bill to include the scrapping of Section 21 eviction powers and the start of the concept of lifetime deposits transferable from one property to another when a tenant moves. It was announced in the Queen's speech last December as being a measure that would be initiated in 2020, but that was before the coronavirus pandemic. Um, what are your thoughts on that, folks? Steve said you watched the YouTube video, frightening. Saddening, isn't it, Steve? Saddening, yeah, very much so. Good morning, Facebook user. Don't know who you are. Someone else has said saw the video as well. Awesome. Okay, what do you think about the Section 21 repeal, folks? It's coming. It's coming. Are you concerned? Is it going to really affect us as much as we think it is? You know, every time we get legislation changes, what have we seen recently? In led I mean, goodness me, let's just do, let's do a little exercise. I've got two minutes, right? Let's do an exercise. Let's do this live. What have we seen recently? Shout them out. In terms of legislation changes, what have we seen recently? that is affecting us as landlords. Let's do a little bit of a board blast exercise, right? So I'm going to turn the comments on here. So let's have a look. We've seen, let me just put this up here. First of all, we've had the mandatory licensing that came in in October 2018, right? October 2018, new mandatory licensing, which meant minimum room sizes, minimum room sizes. We had the Deregulation Act, Dereg, which meant that unless you served prescribed information in a certain way, you couldn't evict under Section 21. We've had the Clause 24, tax grant, okay? Massively affecting landlords. What else have we had, folks? Come on, let's um, put them in the comments. Let's do this as a live exercise. Uh, the repeal of Section 21. Repeal of Section 21. We had the government right to, re uh, how to, uh, right to rent. So right to rent. And that has just changed. The policy has just changed. That's changed already. That's changed. Right, so we've got so far one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right, we can't evict tenants anymore for six months. Yeah, because we've got this blanket ban now for bailiffs that are not allowing us to evict tenants. So non-evict, un well, under certain circumstances, right? Eight, that's six months. What else have we got, folks? Put them in the comments. Let's have a look. Uh, removal of Section 21. Got that one. Section 21. Got that one. Uh, tenant fee ban. Tenant fee ban. Forgot about that. Right, that's number nine. Um, let's go over. Tenant fee ban. Yeah, that was a massive one, wasn't it? Number nine. This is just all recently, isn't it? Fairly recently. What else have we got? Yeah, tenant fee ban. Uh, sorry, capital gains tax. Well, the capital gains tax um, isn't. We don't know what's going to happen with it yet, do we? So we're not quite sure with that. What else have we got? We've got more on there. Now, that's just off the top of my head. We've got nine elements there. Um, I mean, wow, folks. Goodness me, if we had, you know, anything else, what else is left to take? Um, you know, what else is left to take? Uh, that was a little bit of a rant there. But, you know, th this is the reality of it, isn't it? And I think the good thing is that, you know, if we adapt, we survive. Yeah, Section 24, got that one, Julie. That was number one. Um, 
we have to adapt to survive because there will be loads of people that will be exiting the market because of all of these issues. And because of that, we can get in there, we can adapt, we can survive. Don't forget that housing isn't going anywhere. Regardless of what happens to the economy, people will always need somewhere to live. Um, so yeah, we've got some, we got some cross phase. Who's that angry? Sam, you're angry. Sam's given an angry face. Is that because of all of the, um, the elements that we've had to deal with or just because I just had a rant? I don't know. Um, someone's saying, great, thank you for sharing. All right, I haven't finished yet. Okay, let's have a look. Right, so I'm going to finish on this one, folks. So a property specialist at Perry's Chartered Accountants has issued new advice for landlords on how they can reap the benefits of the, the new Green Homes Grant Scheme. Now, don't miss this. You've got a very small window of opportunity for this. The, the grant allows landlords and owner-occupiers to apply for a voucher from the government towards the cost of certain energy efficiency and low carbon heating improvements. That was a long sentence. The voucher will cover two thirds of this cost up to £5,000 or for households on low incomes or receiving certain benefits. The entire cost up to £10,000, however, landlords can only apply for costs up to five grand. In this short Q&A, it explains how landlords can optimise their use of this Green Schemes grant. So, question, what work can be carried out on my property as part of the Green Homes Grant? Answer, quite a long one. Work covered by the Green Scheme is broken down into two parts, primary measures and secondary measures. Homeowners will need to undertake at least one primary measure in order to qualify. Primary measures are as follows. Installing insulation in a solid wall, a cavity wall, under the floor, in a loft, in a flat roof, in a room, in a roof or in a park home. Improving low carbon heat via the installation of an air source heat pump, ground source heat pump or solar thermal. Top-ups are allowed, for example, the installation of additional loft insulation to meet the minimum recommended level or the installation of solid wall insulation for other walls where a wall has been previously insulated. However, replacements are not included. Secondary measures cannot be subsidised for more than the amount of cost to carry out the primary measure. For example, if a household receives £1,000 for primary measures, they can only receive a maximum of £1,000 towards secondary measures. Secondary measures include the following, draft proofing, updating windows and doors, double or triple glazing, where replacing single glazing, secondary glazing in addition to single glazing, upgrading to energy efficient doors, where replacing doors installed prior to 2002, updating heating controls and insulation. These include appliance thermostats, hot water thermostats, hot water tank insulation, smart heating controls, that's good news, delayed start thermostats, thermostat radiator valves, and for low carbon heating to be installed, households will need to have adequate wall insulation, e.g. cavity wall or solid wall insulation, and where applicable, loft insulation. These can be installed as part of a package. They don't have to be already in situ. 
question. Which companies accept the Green Homes Grant voucher? Answer. Under the terms and conditions of the voucher, homeowners will need to use one of the trust mark certified tradespeople listed on the government's directory of approved installers. Question. How do I apply for the grant? Answer. If you are a homeowner or a landlord, write this down, folks, then visit Simple Energy Advice website. Simple Energy Advice, S-E-E. Visit their website, Simple Energy Advice. To find out if you're eligible for a voucher, you can also access further information and get advice about what improvements will be suitable in order to carry out work under the scheme. All tradespeople and businesses will need to be certified in order to install energy efficiency or low carbon heat measures to relevant standards and must register their certification. Okay, what are your thoughts on that, folks? Um, Helen, has anyone looked into costings on this? Are they approved tradesmen significantly more expensive? Don't know, don't know. Sophie, that's your plan. Been doing the groundwork for a couple of years and hoping to make the leap every year. Uh, can you get the 5K towards solar panels? Doesn't say solar panels on there, does it? Um, it doesn't say it on there. I don't know. Check it out on the website. I don't know. Helen, um, has anyone looked into costings on that one? The only thing left is to make it like Sweden when landlords are only allowed to have a maximum of two properties. Oh, we don't want that. We'll be like Fidel Castro time. We don't want just to, we don't want to do that. We don't want that. Um, what was the site? Well, the site that's come up on here is um, Simple Energy Advice, Adnan. But I'm sure there are others. So just check it out. Just go into the Green Homes um, so the, the green, <laughs> go into the Green Homes Grant Scheme. Type it into your browser. Um, Julie, the costs are set by the scheme, not the tradesman. There you go. Awesome. Um, any more questions coming in, folks? Okay. Hope that was useful. A little bit of a different one today. Um, you know, like always, we just like to share the reality of this and keep it real. Just keep the community going. So if you do like these daily live updates at 8.30. Please do follow me on Facebook. Click on the follow button. And if you are watching on YouTube, click on that subscribe button. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, then leave me a review. That'd be ace. All right, folks. Thank you for watching. I'll be back here tomorrow, 8.30. Don't be late. And don't forget, no matter what you do today, have I'm some Rick fun. Gannon. Welcome back to my channel.